Afraid to have me those pistols, boys. It was a fair fight. Not just the same. I'm taking Judge Spice in the morning. Well, all right. Law and order. That's us every time. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, and and I think that's that's really what what you got to understand, and that's about relationships, you know, uh, because there's really no reason why some people should have come back after the that's lashing true. I gave them. And when they but did, they did. You knew that that person was a keeper. He was a keeper, man. He got a he got a raise, and he got more <laughs> responsibility because it, it was a kind of this isn't it never was your conventional job. Right. You know, so you weren't going to learn job stuff because there was no time clock. There was it, it pinnacled. Mm-hmm. It had to, you know, that fire's going. You got to cook and you got to run your ass off. But yeah. then after a while, you can break. But then, you know, don't take an hour and a half to chuck that case of corn either. Right. You know? <laughs> because, and that was one of the things I knew how hard everything was. I knew how long it should take. Yep. Because I did it. Yeah. You know? I timed it. I timed myself. And I said, okay, I'll give him 10 minutes because he's a rookie. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if he wants a raise, he better get it down a little bit. Because that's what I used to always tell everybody. I said, you want to make more money? So do I. I says, here's the best way we can make increase your weight. I'll pay you $100, but let's get it done in five hours instead of seven. Yeah. You know, there you made more money, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, and as it's funny. As I think me. shucking corn was like an odd. It's, it was the test. Oh, it was shucking corn absolutely the, because you could burn an hour shucking corn and not yep. and not and think that it went no, unnoticed. Yep. But yep. in reality, it's it's your work ethics being tested, yep. your spatial reasonings being tested, your physical abilities are being tested by shucking that corn. Every everything has a purpose, man. Yeah. Everything does, <laughs> especially when 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 a, a small businessman like myself was yeah. trying to make a go of it. You know, every I, second count. Every second was money in, out of your pocket. You got it. You got it. You know, but get off the clock. I'll buy you a case of beer and we'll sit down <laughs> and have a good time. Sure. You know, so, yeah, I, that was part. I tell you what, why did people take some of my shit? I'll tell you, because I, I treated them well. And they uh, knew. Know, and they knew. Yeah, they knew what it was. They knew sooner or later you're going to calm down. Yeah. But it still didn't hurt your credibility. They didn't think no. you were just blowing smoke. Even, you know, you're blowing fire. Oh, I was. Straight yeah. fire. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and wow. it became, you know, and I felt that, you know, we felt that fire. And it's funny, uh-huh. and going back to freshman football, I just think it seems you must have a sadistic streak. Oh, I'm sure there is. A, yeah. It's, it's, it's in there somewhere. You and, uh, I never went to a psych, but I, I'm sure you, they yeah, could well, have you, a Yeah, well, I think you always had good therapy of just taking it, taking your anger out on other people. Oh, it, it, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Luckily, nobody shot you. Oh, <laughs> different times, man. Different times. It's not oh, that you haven't. Yeah. Stared down the barrel of a loaded gun. Just no. Nobody ever pulled the trigger. No, and it's not that I ain't jumped five feet because when I heard the shot come, <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, in football, you and uh, you and the other coach, it just took. It just seemed like you just enjoyed. There was part torturing. Of yeah, these uh, us punk ass freshman kids and you know the thing is you you tortured us so much that we were we were untouchable. I mean, we we didn't even come close to losing a game that no, year. No, because we just ran people over. Yeah, because we were getting tortured in practice. Oh, I remember. I remember a few <laughs> games, man, where we felt so bad for the other team because <laughs> you guys were were yeah, and that's that's what made us. It, it was always you know everybody thought that. I, it, no, wait, not everybody. Maybe you did. <laughs> when you're but, out there suffering, yeah, I did. But but but. Uh, 
like from the coach's side, here's my viewpoint of what, what you went through. We looked at you guys and we said, oh, my God. I said, how can we, because that was freshman football, how, oh. are we, how can we keep these guys motivated and straight and, and hone their abilities mm-hmm. so that they can go and make success of themselves at the next level? Yes. And sometimes it was teaching, saying, here, this is the technique. You got to take this step. You got, no, you got to write. It was all of that. And then sometimes it was just pure, <laughs> let's toughen them up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> you know? And we get out there. I can remember. We, <laughs> we, we would be standing there on the sidelines, and you guys would be doing calisthenics, and we'd say, well, they know the plays. He says, I don't want them hurting each other. He says, all right, let's make today a conditioning day. Oh, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it was for your own good so you didn't get hurt i know and and we just we drove you <laughs> dude oh we you drove you did. good but man i remember at, one time i got called out we were, you had us running like a circuit through the ta- through the tires and then around something and through something else we just kept going and then i was i was like in the middle of the pack somewhere oh yeah you guys are running until kielbasa Takes the lead until he passes everybody yeah. and gets to the front. Yeah, you got to pass everybody. Yeah. And then for about 30 seconds, I'm like, screw this. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And, then, and then it was like, oh, I got to do it. I got to do it. And I suffered and had to run around everybody and get to the get to the front of that line. Yeah, and and and, and, and they were laughed. They weren't done until you were, and we were sitting there just wondering if he could make it. Yeah. Yeah, just but, watching watching me be pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> turn. Watch, yeah, but I watched the boy turn into a man. Right, and then so come Saturday mornings, we just destroyed people. Oh God, you guys created monsters that year. We did. I remember that one time we went we went over. That's when that's when I was cooking. Remember, I was cooking. I I, I didn't follow. The, I didn't ride the bus because I had oh, my yeah. my pickup loaded up, yep. and I I. <laughs> I changed from coaching shorts to cooking clothes, man. It took off to the islands. Uh, we destroyed those guys, oh, man. Yeah. And and it was like they we got ended the, up playing. We ended up playing a couple JV games. Oh yeah, at the end of yeah, the we year. were that good. You were that we, good. Yeah, our offense played. You JV. were that good. Yep. See, that, that to me would be tough from the standpoint of a business model mm-hmm. because you can take, you know, and I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass, but right. for example, 90% of the people like Italian, 70% of people like Mexican, mm-hmm. so they'll be all right. You know, 60% like Chinese, they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. How many like Indian? Yeah. You know, and I mean, so if you try it, you're going to like it and you're going to come back. But I don't think it's a taste where you're going to, there's not enough people to sustain a business. Yeah. Well, they don't know. You got you to gotta let them know. Like, you don't know that you like Indian food, but you do. Pretty much. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I mean, because that's why I, I just had to try it out. Well, and that's the, that's, that's the tough part. So how long will it take for people... To say okay, it'll be just you got sixty percent. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a long one. Did you have margins in mind when you were doing doing this stuff? No. 
or did you just did you just you just winged it because you were playing with the house money pretty much or yeah you gotta remember like I told you you know that's what my kids trying to figure out you know he's asking me I said hey I I said here's here's the way I operate it said, you can call whatever you want <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and and we called it flying by the seat of our pants yeah because it's what all about what you put in your pocket yeah you know he's going oh well you got to work thirty. 30% food cost and blah, blah, you know, all these things. I says, no. I says, if you're running a restaurant, you do. Mm -hmm. If you're running a, a, a where you're overhead, you got a big nut to crack. Because I can't get 30% on a, on a clam bake. We'd, we'd be charging $69. Gotcha. You know, so the bottom line is, will I go out there for $200? I used to, I call it the Rockford. There's a show where... Uh, James Gardner was uh, the Rockford Files. The Rockford Files. Mm -hmm. Lived in a trailer. Great, great, uh, Donald, yeah. so, a great um, theme song. Yeah, that I couldn't tell you. I can't remember that part, but I remember this part mm -hmm. is where, where whether he took the deal or not, you know, he says, "Okay, I'll do it." Two hundred dollars a day by expenses. So if you can make two hundred bucks a day, why wouldn't you do the the gig? Uh huh. So if if, if I'm making spaghetti. And I can make $200 doing spaghetti, but I make $200 and the spaghetti only cost me $150, uh -huh. I still make my $200. If the clams cost me $800 and I make $200, I'm still taking home $200. Gotcha. I can't dictate what they order. Uh -huh. All I can dictate is how much I make. Is that what you, did you tell your people that? Like, I'm going to charge you... Supplies plus two hundred bucks, or did you just charge them ahead? Or no, I, I knew in my and that's why you, I went to oh that minimum you, of fifty. This it's just the meat. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so that's how I'd set my prices. I said, well, what do you got in mind? Because I'm learning this thing. I never, I didn't uh -huh. know. I said, well, what do you, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to do a graduation party. Well, and that's what you were referring to earlier. Well, if you're looking for the cheapest cut, mm -hmm. it's leg quarters. It's the cheapest cut. It's the easiest for me to do, mm -hmm. and. Time-wise, I'm in and out. I, I can turn it quick. Yeah. I got an hour and a half tied up. So if I, I can make 100 bucks in two hours, hour and a half there, hour, hour, you know, uh, there and back. So you figure if I got five hours into it and I can make 100 hours, I was making 20 bucks mm -hmm. an hour. And back in the in, in, uh, uh, yeah. early 70s, I was all right. Mm -hmm. So, and then that's how I figured out to, so then I started adding the side dishes as, you know, my first side dishes were corn and potato. Why? Because that's what a clam. I knew how to do that. That's what a clam bake was. Yeah. You know, and I had the kettle. I had the I had the pots. The whole thing was is just a matter. I could do I could do a thousand or I could do fifty. It's just a bigger pot. Mm -hmm. In a clam bake, it doesn't matter. People go, God, you did it. Like last time, last I had I had to get you to do that one with me. You'd have fun at this one. <laughs> yeah, I, you could be. How about, would you like to be part of the Butter Brigade? <laughs> I don't What is it? It's a, 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 I do, this past year we did 460 ribeyes, 640 dozen clams, and 150 pounds of mussels, and 48 pies, uh, plus six roasters of chowder. It's a, for a gun club. Big fucking dollars and you know rich places uh -huh. and greatest guys in the world and uh i've been doing it for years now and it's so big i got i think almost 19 20 people working that day and i got a butter brigade 
And the Butter Brigade is my, my golf buddies, the retirees that I have. Uh-huh. All they do is they come and they drink beer and, and they cap, they pour butter and cap them in little containers that we could put with the thing. <laughs> about 1400 of them. Uh-huh. So it's an assembly gotcha. line thing. So it takes you an hour to, to yeah. work, but you're there for the rest. So you get a dinner, you get a steak, uh-huh. all the beer you can drink. You know, if you can't pay you because ain't much to do. Right. But it serves a purpose for me. And it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. You'd have fun at it. It sounds like it. Butter no, brigade. I, I pay you. Anything involved butter. Well, you know, I do. I still have nightmares, man, about these steak. You and steak. I don't know. I don't know if I could. Or maybe it would be therapeutic to. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see. I might just faint if I see you with a uh, grill full of steak. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but see. But now, I don't go, I am a cook. I'm the conductor. Oh, well, good. How, what, you know, I've never been able to figure out steak as it changes through its temperature. I mean, they, they've told me this thing, oh, you yeah. know, do that. Yeah, they say. I don't, I can't, it doesn't make sense to me. It just seems like everybody knows exactly what kind of steak they want. And I have no clue where, where it's at at any given time other than looking at it. Well, then you do know. You look at it, and if you do them enough, you you know time wise. Oh. You know, like like you know, you talk about. Oh, you have the old one, two, one, three. Two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you got a good good hot fire, you know, and it's uh, depending on the cut because that depends on how thick it is. Yeah. You know, you're looking at three four minutes aside, and then you just kind of judge that. You know, and then you you feel it. And what I can still do is I still cut them and look at it, look at them, <laughs> and I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. 30 years I fucking better be yeah you know and that's what I mean that's why you let the mechanic work on the car you let the cook cook the steaks yeah you know I mean uh, that's why it comes out that way now you go to one of these chains or something you know they put it down they put a thing on they push a button and then three minutes later they flip it and they put it you know I mean it's all programmed Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why it all tastes the same good for them because yeah that steakhouse, you know how it's going to taste, but that's how they do it. But that's not having a beer and bullshitting and feeding the, you know, the, the grill birds. You know? Yeah. That's what's always fun. You got to talk about birds. that. The grill birds. <laughs> yeah, the grill birds. Yeah, that, that's that's what the ones that they, they always try to make the small talk. Yeah. And they're hovering you know, around. Yeah, and then, you know, that's that's where you you got that piece of chicken that fell apart or, you know, that wing that fell off. Oh, yeah. You know, and they say here, and that's what they're waiting for. Oh, I know. And that creates the fun and the personality and stuff. It's great that it all, you know, that was, it's just something you start, well, you know, it started, it was never your main gig. No. But it was always something that you didn't, it's lucky that you didn't hate, you know. It was fun. Yeah. You know, it was an education. As an educator, and you know that you had to have something. Yeah. Other than school. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay the bills. Right. And and what I did was I attended bar. Uh huh. You know, find me a bar gig for the summer, and just do that. And then, like I said, that's how it started. <laughs> what do you think it is about? I mean, I think there's a. You see, you know, everybody, especially if you have a lot of friends, you see. Along the way, you see people who just can't control themselves and either stop or, you know, do something really stupid. Uh, and I'm sure you saw a lot of that in your time. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, you know, and I thought, I, I think that I 
like know you know that you've got a what do you call it a moderation you know like hey i like i like getting hammered every but you can't get hammered every day you got to do it every once in a while yeah. you know and some people just can't uh they can't do it or yeah. some people can't just have two beers you know like i can go out and have a couple beers and that be it right. i can go out and have 12 beers and that be it you know but it's some people can't do they can't do two it's that hook and i i i Thank God I, I don't know, I, I don't experience it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Now, the hook to having a good time all the time, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty easy. Yeah, that is. You know, especially if you have the means to do it. Yeah. But, but you know, that's going out and having a good time, and you could be addicted to that. Yeah. But, but it grabs you, man. It's like that heroin I don't understand, and I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. You know, uh, uh, any kind of addiction, it's... That's that's just got to be one of those things that ain't quite connecting that causes you to do that because it destroys you. Yeah, and you know it. Yeah, you know, and you, it doesn't matter. So I don't know how that could you know have that, but some people have it the other way too. You know, where it becomes a, a fixation of being in shape or yeah weightlifting or you know. Mm-hmm. I think I go back to the Clint Eastwood. Man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. You know, and and I've often described my life as a man, as a the straight and narrow path. <laughs> now nah, we even been close <laughs> to that center line. You know, it's been a pretty good ride. Yeah. It's been a pretty good ride for me. And I can't bitch at all. I'm that's having fun. I'm glad. Yeah. So you know, when it comes to meat, and I that's why I'm meat centric. This podcast is. Uh, uh, Johnny Kobasa is a meat centric person, and I talked about the meat. Then there's the, the meat. And I think it's because the art of the meat, and you probably had a lot to do with that, and just knowing yeah. these certain things where there's something uh, a visceral uh, about a large quantity of meat, like on the grill. You know, uh. and you've got those, you had those, you, now you made grill tops that were to your exact specifications, right? Did you weld yeah. them yourself, or did you have somebody weld oh, them? Oh, no, we had to have somebody make them. Actually, the first grill. The, the size of the grill, the first one, was what my dad had scrap in his barn. Hmm. Yeah, and we made that. And, <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I, made, I made the first two. I drilled uh, right through my finger. <laughs> I had a drill bit sticking from this side oh. going straight out the other side because I was sitting there trying to push it, you know, and uh-huh. I'm not a I'm – I'm not a guy that does I you're help not my a tool construction book. worker. Nah, I don't. <laughs> my tools are a hammer and a screwdriver. You know, the hammer beat the fuck out of it, and if the screwdriver screw it, go get a beer. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it drilled right through, and I sat there and ah, oh, I pulled it out and had to go to the hospital. It Ugh. was a mess. So, but anyway, that's how that's that's where it started. But I did a pig roast, and a, again, we were renting in the beginning. We were we didn't have any equipment, so we were renting stuff, and you rented. Uh, um, a spit to spin spin the pig on, mm-hmm. and it was up to about a hundred twenty five pounder. And if you didn't rent the bottom part, you had to dig a hole, or you know you had to, have, uh, you gotcha. know what I mean. It just would sit sit on the ground, mm-hmm. and and that people wouldn't like that. You know we're, we're just cooking in the backyard, and the economics said I got to rent that just to hold the charcoal, and this thing sits on it. I said, well, if I do that, then I could build one that size and then put grates on it and use it as a grill, put it up on sawhorses, oh, you know, yeah. and lift it up. And yeah. so the two by five was dictated by the spit that we used to rent huh. for 
pig roast, and that's what it was. And then the odd thing about it is that the two by five fit 50 leg quarters. A 40 pound box was usually 40 to 50 leg quarters. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden I had the business part of it, uh-huh. you know, figured out. And so it I, just fit in the back of your truck. And too. it just fit in the back because the bed of the truck was six foot. Yeah. The two foot by five foot sand that baby up on the top. You got enough room for your propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> it was all luck, but yeah, it worked, uh, man. Uh, it worked. One of my favorite people go quotes. to college to try to figure this shit totally. out. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, I think it was, was it Branch Dickey or something said that luck is the residue of design. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's been a couple twists from, uh, off of that thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's how, that's how it, it, it was dictated. And then, uh, uh, the, a problem came when we got to the ribs because you got a nice slab of ribs. Now the slab, ribs I use, I use what they call three and a half downs, three and a half pounds and downs per, per meat or per slab. Huh. Uh, it's never heard they're, that term. They're, they're all by sizes. Uh-huh. Any meat guy will tell you, you know, the, the processors or the, the front guys in the food chain. You gotcha. Know, uh, because of the, that was the ones I like to use because then you, you, you got more meat to bone ratio. Uh-huh. I'm a meat guy too, you know. Yeah. I mean, I want, I used to laugh at these people that have this culinary art stuff where you got you know a, a lot of plates showing and a little bit of food i like to see the plate covered with food yeah you, you know? cover with meat absolutely <laughs> along the side baby hanging <laughs> off the side so you know you get yourself a seven or eight eight ribs you know and that's a real good hunk of meat yeah. you know uh cooking so i the problem with the grill sizes though was uh i could only put three if it nine slabs uh, you know, so I had to big, build a little bigger grill so I could cook 15 slabs. Hmm. So I got two grills that can cook 15 slabs at a time. And how many ovens did you have to buy to cook all those? How many could you get well, in one of those tabletop ovens or whatever? You oh, use? the ones I used to use, those the, the roasters when yeah. I when I pre, pre-roast them. Uh, I had sometimes, I, I built a house and I could fit seven of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we'd hook up uh, uh, where I, my kitchen is now. We got uh, uh, capabilities of doing the old school, like seven. Uh-huh. I, I can do seven there. And then I got this this machine I called a magic machine. That's what the big boys use. Oh. And uh, and we use that, uh, too, to get them started. But they're still on the grill t- anywhere from two and a half to three hours. Two, huh. Yeah, about two and a half hours. To get that smoke and the you know the charcoal yeah. flavor, so we just get them started the right way. What's with the the, the membrane on the back of those? Do they take uh, those? How, yeah. Is there a secret to getting those damn things off? Because every time I buy yeah. a slab of ribs, it takes me fifteen minutes to try to get that damn thing off. Yeah, you know, I think I think the ribs, if you start out with good quality stuff, and you take a look at them, there's there's a little bit of trimming that we do. Uh-huh. Uh but the, the in our process with the with the wet roast uh a lot of that is flavor. Oh, you the leave fat. it on there. No, not all of it, oh. but but it it in the in that first cooking process yeah. that that kind of I'm sure there's a term for it, but it kind of melts away. Mm. And it goes into the meat and that helps it keep keep huh. it moist. Now there's but there's trimming that has to be around. That membrane is a bitch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no no Did way. Did you take them it. off or leave them on? I left them on. Oh, after a while, I said, "To hell with it." Hmm. You know what? And I'm going to tell you what. Again, the competition barbecue that you mm-hmm. see on the Food Channel now and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, those. I mean, because they're they're doing it not for 
they're doing it to win the competition. They're not win- doing it to satisfy a taste bud. Yeah, you're doing you know. it to make sure they they got their 1095s worth out of that. Right. You know, or whatever. I'm I'm all about uh, do you like the sauce? Is the meat tender and is the beer cold? Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> And will these jackasses that I hired to show up here <laughs> show <laughs> up? Yeah, goddamn, will you show up and make sure you do what we're supposed to do? And nine times out of ten, they're not going to. They're going to do something. I remember telling one guy the last one I did. It was I, I told the guy. It was Pam the asparagus or something like that. I thought I heard somebody say Pam the asparagus, so I told this dude to stay. No, it's like you got to go Pam the asparagus. So this dude goes over to the asparagus and he gets the Pam I, and starts spraying it. it. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, Pam the grill tops, baby. We don't want the st- the meat sticking to the grill tops. That dude almost came oh, at me. Oh god, Pam the asparagus. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you what, too. It's in 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 the business that I got. It's a lot of repetition. Uh-huh. You know, once we do it, we're we're cooking 500 pieces of chicken. Right. We can cook 125 or 150 at a top, and we're going to repeat that three or four times. Mm. By the third or fourth time, it ain't changing. Flipping sauce, flipping sauce, right. flipping sauce. Get it inside. You know, I want the whole thing covered. You know, that's the way, the way we do it. What do you think? And uh, he'd stand there and you'd flip and he'd just be standing there. And I'd say, what? <laughs> you want, uh, blowing up? Yeah, we just did this three times. Why do you think we're going to change? Why do you think? The process, oh, I'm just going to mess with your head. I'm just going to change it. You know, three times we did it right the fourth time. Nah, you don't have to do it. <laughs> I was only kidding you. <laughs> it, it, they flipped themselves yeah, on the fourth yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think um i mean you were you got in it before there was but you know you you were you were blazing your own trail and now you know no there's hardly any room to blaze any trails left in anything anymore but it also seems that uh more inept people are all over the world right now but that might just be uh i think everybody who grows grows older probably thinks the generation behind them is a bunch of idiot pussies but what do you think that what do you think people going into the business now i mean have you seen other people do catering or these food trucks i mean what do you see people doing now and what do you see them doing wrong well i don't know i I, i'd hate to say that they're doing anything wrong if they're they're doing something wrong you're gonna find that out because they won't be doing it anymore Mm -hmm. you know well there's Uh, a lot of people that you know they they fail yeah you know what the food business is tough I'm I've I've uh, I'm amazed at this food truck stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that's kind of cool. I I I don't understand. You know the the of course I'm I'm old now, so I suppose I was back then. I was busting my ass like they are now for the you know like the old Rockford thing. You know, two hundred dollars a day. Uh, but I like the 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 business model of I know what I need to cook. I know how long it's going to take me. And I know how much money I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. Where the food truck and those guys, uh, where they open up the door and say, "God, I hope I sell something today." Right. You know, and even even in the business here, like you know, the fairs and whatnot that you go, you get a couple I of rainouts, so you're screwed. Yeah. 
you know. Oh, but, yeah. I went down to the fair this year, and they were all complaining for one reason or yeah, another. Yeah. I don't know if it was because school went back a week early or something like that, but every one of them was yeah. like, oh, it's, it's, been, it's been a terrible week, and the yeah. weather wasn't even bad. Yeah. I mean, so I don't like those variables, yeah. you know, so if you ask me what what surprises me now, uh-huh. it's, it's that people are willing to take those kinds of risks. Uh, what I like Man, my taste buds are dancing, baby. There's a lot of good food out there, you know, in those trucks and stuff. You know, you get a variety and you could try it, you know, and it's cooked right there. And that's how I started was this, you know, they liked me because I was cooking right there. Uh So as opposed to the hot dog truck, you know, not that, you know, the the vendors, you know, where you, you, the hot dog was cooked five and a half hours ago. And, you know, you hope that you're not getting the last hot dog at two o'clock. Right. So, you know, that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah. If you could go, okay, time machine, you go back to the dude who started with the uh, clam bakes when it, when it first started, (laughs) what would you, uh, what would you tell him about what he was going to (laughs) do? You be- <laughs> besides, besides, you know, all the women that you shouldn't have been with. Oh no, like no, 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 no. I tell you what, the one of the things that that you got to watch, and and at least I had to watch, uh, because I've always liked to walk that fine line of having fun and and it being a business, mm-hmm. is that uh, uh, it's their party. You can't let the party get you. You know, so that would be a good point of advice. The other one that I would tell the, the guy is, man, you better like what you do and have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. You got to like that. You got to like what you're doing, man. And being at a party is tough. That's why I won't do funerals anymore. Oh. I did two or three funerals. The worst thing you do is turn around, somebody come in and say, hey, how you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, I just buried my brother. How do you think I'm doing? You know, I mean, that's that was bad. Two of them I did. I won't do them anymore. I, I just won't. I I'll, I'll cook them, but I'm not going to them. You know, and, and setting it up and you gotcha. know doing that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. What what would you tell that guy back there and starting the clam bakes? You know what? You're right. You said to it uh, before that uh, uh, we blaze the trail. There's nothing to be blazed out anymore. Yeah. You know, like we took. Ha ha. That's what the baby boomers did to you. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what the internet did to everybody else. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, this is, I mean, it's amazing. Like you said, now, whoa, <laughs> didn't have to flip that. Ah, the maid will get it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Don't this worry. is a three second rule. Uh, <laughs> nah, it, it, well, you must've done it right. If they're like, yeah, I don't need to go hip, tell him anything. Cause I did it. I, it all ended up working out anyway. And I mean, that's but, a valid answer too. But, but, but I think that, that, it, the re you gotta that's you know you you gotta let them uh, fall mm-hmm. you you the bet the the richest experience i had of building this business was the fact i didn't know anything uh-huh. when i was doing it and i learned as i went through and there's a there's those you know my three best friends woulda shoulda coulda yeah you know and uh uh i i i, I learned i learned we screwed up some we it cost us some mm-hmm. but overall hell sometimes it was worth the risk yeah that was like the coming up with uh, i was telling you before uh, uh the clam bakes was barbecue chicken mm-hmm. barbecue chicken didn't seem to go with clam bakes to me but that's all i knew uh-huh so over the course people would come up to me and say you know what kind of, i got barbecue chicken that was all i had 
And he go, oh, well, my husband doesn't like barbecue chicken. No, that wasn't the husband. It must have been the girlfriend. <laughs> didn't, didn't like barbecue chicken. What do you got? And I said, you know what? I've been working on this thing with the with the clam bakes. And that's how the lemon herb chicken developed. Ah. You know? And I ran into this guy. Like I tell you, you just, you, there's certain things you share and there's certain things you don't. <laughs> and uh, one of them was, I said, I w- went to this guy's house and he had some great chicken. And he, I said, what's on this, man? I said, this is great. He goes, it's Mrs. Dash. <laughs> and I went, Mrs. Dash, that's cool. And that's how lemon herb chicken started. That's why I've got three <laughs> things of Mrs. Dash in my cabinet right now. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal And there's stuff. no salt in it either. No salt. It's healthy. Yeah. You know, and you shoot a little lemon on it, fresh lemons mm-hmm. at the end. Not that fake lemon pepper stuff that they sell in a jar that was made 20 years ago. Right. You know, squeeze some fresh lemons at the end. Mwah. Oh, we yeah. could we should go grill. <laughs> <laughs> Got y'all frothed up. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking about this. Is... <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I think yeah. we're good. All right. This is this has been pretty funny. Yeah. This has been good. It's been great. You're a natural, and I, I figured you would be a natural. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Ah, no. But I, I, I'd have fun with this if we, if you wanted to do something, we could, we could have fun with this. All right, yeah. Well, we're doing it. I, we can I, do it again. Yeah, I'd love to come back here and do this. All right. This yeah. is cool. We'll get to, now that you've got now that your cherries popped, and uh, oh, that's a big thing, man. <laughs> that's a big thing. That's that's what you were saying earlier about you know what would you tell them? Don't take the risk. Take yeah. a risk. Shit. Huh. <laughs> Is that yeah? And it's funny that uh, a lot of people don't do that ever. They don't know uh, the fear of failure is probably the biggest obstacle to anything. Yeah. And when it comes to doing stuff with your life, for the most part, <laughs> uh, not being man. afraid to fall on your faces with the people who built the world. Yeah. We never did it before, but I think we could do that. So <laughs> go go get it. That's funny, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. And now you've got, I mean, people rely on you every year, and people look forward to getting that stuff every year. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, we're doing one tomorrow. Is it, is it the same chicken? Yeah, it's the same chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's the same chicken. We're gonna, we ain't going to cook it all the same in January, but we'll get it now for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. wild. It's and wild. The, the barbecue sauce is the. Oh, it's all about the sauce. That's the secret. I mean, any. It's all about the sauce. It's it is. It really is. It's all about the sauce. Because any any sort of um, shortcoming can be covered up, yeah. and decorated with a nice, yeah, the presentation layer of barbecue sauce. And when you get that that barbecue sauce glazed on, and you get the base underneath it, I, that's what. That's what people. That's where people miss the boat when it comes to putting sauce on barbecue. It's you gotta. It's building that crust. Build the flavor. You can't just throw it on no. at the end or put it on after you're done cooking it. One, one, you gotta crust it on. That's there. right. That's right. It's gotta cook in. That's the ribs. I'll tell you. You want to. You want a secret on the ribs? Yeah. The, the on the secret on the on the barbecued ribs. I believe is. Uh, and this is what I try to train the guys that are working me for. You get that fire just hot enough, so it's bubbling. So when you flip the rib, mm-hmm. you hit that with sauce immediately, and that hot meat just sucks that that sauce in. Yeah. As long as it's bubbling when you turn it over, if it's bubbling when you smash the bubble, 
it goes into the meat. Huh. I'm telling you, sweeter to meat. Ooh, that's good shit. That's still the that's best. That's still the best ribs I've ever yeah. had. But people, people, some some guys will just cook the ribs or they'll smoke the ribs. And again, it's all about taste. You know, they yeah. like that. That's good. But they'll they'll just dip it mm-hmm. and then put it on, on right. and serve it. So the the sauce never met the grill. Mm-hmm. There was no marriage between the smoke right. and the and the flames and and uh, the charcoal. Mm-hmm. It's just sauce. Yeah. And those, you know, it's funny when I when I first went to the south and started to go to the quote unquote real barbecue places down there. Uh-huh. They none of them did, none of them sauced their meat on the grill. None. They did. A, they 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 all have four or five different sauces on the table. Sauce on the side. Yeah, but I mean, I appreciate a good rub. But dry barbecues, you know, without that crust. I mean, that's no. that's where I came from. And you 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 might have uh, defined in, in a style of barbecue yourself uh, <laughs> that's well known around here. You know, well, it's just it's just different technique of cooking. That's all. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe that's the Midwest side. It's uh, what are they? Do they call it? Is that Kansas City technique with the sauce or? St. I Louis, I think oh, it St. is. Louis, is that I think what it is? I think it's St. Louis, but I don't know. Yeah, St. Uh, Louis, I don't get too much out of <laughs> between here in Vegas, anywhere in, yeah. nowhere in between. No, I tell you what, though, we, we set uh, set the limits, you know, as far as having a grill and will, willing to travel. Uh-huh. And then this year, I I went out to Bloomington, Indiana. With all your equipment? No. Yeah, we, we I took my tongs. <laughs> I took my tongs and my spices and my sauce. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we did uh, my nephew's uh, rehearsal dinner. Oh. Brought a little barbecue to Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, those people could use some good sauce, so- some a, a good place for barbecuing. What the hell do they have in Bloomington? Besides John, is that John Cougar Mellencamp's hometown? Is that the home of uh-huh. IU? IU. Is IU in Bloomington? Yeah, I've never IU. been there. Yeah, it's it was fun. It was a good place, you know. Little it's college, typical college town, uh-huh. you know. But uh, yeah, it, it lacked a few barbecue places. Didn't see any of them. Huh. We kind of look look for them just to compare. A buddy of mine wanted to. Uh, he he went to Amsterdam some you know several times, and he's like, Amsterdam's dying for a barbecue place. They have no idea uh-huh. what real American barbecue is like, and if they had one, if they had one over there. It, It'd make a killing. Yeah. You know, isn't it? it, 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 it there's, there's so many things that just, as, as you get older, you go, hmm, what could change your life? Uh-huh. The decisions that you make. Yeah. You know, when you make them or those that you don't. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying that, that they could use a good barbecue place, I was sitting in, in uh, Laughlin, Nevada, gambling. Where's that? Laughlin, Nevada is south uh, it's it's uh uh bullhead arizona you land in bullhead arizona and then you take the the colorado river sp- splits arizona and nevada mm-hmm. and you, you go over to the the riverside it's the only way you can get to laughlin that close is a charter you know oh. gambling charter and i sat there in this casino at, at a bar that overlooked the colorado river looked in, at at bullhead arizona and I said, man, can you imagine that landscape? It was beautiful. There was the mountains, the sun, the sky, the river. What it was lacking was that smoke coming up <laughs> from a barbecue pit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I said, there's the retirement. I'm going to retire to Laughlin, uh, Nevada, mm-hmm. Bowhead, Arizona, and set me up a 
barbecue pit. Make a two hundred dollars a day. Try to make it four hundred at the <laughs> at the tables. Oh, I'm telling you what, that would be so much fun. Uh, but they could use a barbecue yeah, place and there. You could give it to them really, uh, really easily. Uh, <laughs> oh, that that's funny. That's too much, man. <laughs> All right, Kabasa. Whatever. Thanks, thanks for coming. I oh. I hope we will do this again sometime. Uh, oh, I'll come you're back. You're one of my favorite people, and you've always got great stories to tell. And it's funny how our, our lives have been somewhat intertwined for almost thirty years now. That's amazing, isn't it? It's been a pleasure to know you that long, uh, and and uh, and I'm more of a man from the lamb bastings that you gave me over the years. But uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> You had, you had good fiber. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I had a little piece in it. And, yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, like I, I, I tell a lot of people, I said, I'm so glad that you taught me all the stuff that, that you did because I learned from you too. So yeah. Johnny Cabaza has been fun. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Look at you, man. You need your own radio show or something. You need a podcast. No, I don't.